welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of the X-Bot Season 3, Episode 11. I am your host, Alejandro, with me is the Caveman. Paul, hey everybody. It's great to be outside of the cave every once in a while. Yeah, so Paul, um, you just recently told me like some devastating internet news. <laughs> yeah, um, so to keep it as short as physically possible for everybody here, unfortunately, because of the uh, positioning of my house, I am at the exact middle point between two of their junction boxes uh, to get internet. Therefore, they need to make a third internet box that can then trace that wiring up a hill to me. And it is going to require up until roughly April 28th to Wait. get my actual internet done. Yeah. And that is a whole month and a few extra days. Yeah. How do they expect people to survive like a month without internet? That's like That to me seems incompetence to the highest bidder i'm sorry it's it like, is, that seems that's insane <laughs> on one hand i'm coming from the city boy perspective of that is ridiculous uh apparently the mentality is very different out here because everything is such new uh construction that it is pretty normal if your house has new construction and you live in it like you shouldn't have lived in the house until it was ready kind of a thing it's like all right it's just gonna take forever to get stuff up there uh across the board so it's like it's an unfortunate part of this world when you're in the rural quote-unquote part of it in mm -hmm. the mountains especially that if it's a new build it's gonna take forever to get any normal things out to you so it's like i wish i'd known that beforehand but now it's just um part of the territory i guess <laughs> yeah now not real quick um did you like when when you were moving over there um do you knew that the house was like not finished when you were moving where, where like the last they, i did, did they bamboozle and... you so my boss didn't know either he found out the day that he met me there to help me get into the place um because they have like 50 something houses that are constantly under construction essentially so of course he can't like keep a track on all of them um and he had handed it off to like one of the project managers under them had like a superintendent was running it and stuff so he was under the assumption because the superintendent had made specific reports about the level of done it was so he trusted those reports and said oh, okay well it's pretty much finished awesome he can start around here then and then when we showed up, we're like, yeah, so this is inaccessible. We can't get up here. There's no power. And he's like, oh, Dude, shoot. The same thing happened with my dad with, with what he really? does. Yeah, it's it's so funny that that's so con that's such a common problem. That, that's yeah, <laughs> but man, that's uh, I was talking to uh, Duchess about it uh, yesterday and he was just mm -hmm. so like mortified and laughing. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, because I didn't really get to tell the exact details into the Destiny crew. Mm -hmm. Um of course with all of that going on which by the way duncan happy engagement what uh really yeah they made it official so that's the only reason i'm able to say it now oh um, okay i did I, 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 I didn't know <laughs> don't mention it to the destiny crew yet just in case he's uh, they're trying to 
make sure that doesn't get out too quickly but they put it on facebook so that's why i'm saying it oh, okay Congratulations, it's basically buddy. the facebook official then <laughs> I look, yeah. I, i'm gonna look it up but enough of all this like rambling of shenanigans Paul, because we're here to escape a little bit of the nonsense because this is the x bottom podcast our gaming podcast that posts every fridays from 2 p.m onwards god willing available in the youtube channel escape gaming as well as most audio services around the world apple Podcasts, spotify and the like you can find links in the RSS feed at anchor.fm slash escape-gaming. If you enjoy our show, give us a like and subscribe. So, Paul, since you haven't had internet, you haven't had access to newer stuff, you had had to make do with the primary account that I let you borrow for my Xbox, and you've been playing Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty with the, from the HD collection. So, yes. How's um, that treating I, So, for everybody wondering, I had a several... Uh, games on the 360 uh, on my series s unfortunately all of them were attached to the game pass so i could not use any of them outside of three games one was red dead redemption it was a uh, metal gear solid hd remaster collection and uh castlevania mirror of fate the mirror ds fate. game um so i picked the game that i haven't played the most and that was metal gear solid 2 out of that started that sucker up because i've only played it once mm-hmm. and i only played it when i got that hd remaster back, back on the, the 360. 360. so i was just playing through two to try and like get it out of the way so i could play three because i knew i wanted to play three really badly mm-hmm. and i saw like the jump in quality i didn't really care about riding as much because i was an idiot um because i just wanted to get through the series but man revisiting that game uh was it's, I, it's incredible right like even it is with... very it re like i was living in 2000 uh right now without internet anyway so i'm just like let's figure this out let's sit around and i had a very different mentality going into this game as opposed to the way i did and i made this uh mention in the group chat where i feel like a similarity to an old resident evil game where it's, it's cameras like, tank controls if you have this camera tank controls the the environment was one of the things that i got the most out of it where it's like okay it is like a sandbox and your goal is to just go through every ounce of this place and find your tools to survive mm-hmm. and it's it's like not survival horror but it's a very similar method of of like oh shoot um it's like a motivation for you it's the same motivation different genre essentially and i was kind of thrown by the fact that that was really vibing with me on this Mm -hmm. uh playthrough and i never really connected that because it makes sense you start off with literally nothing and you have to build up to the arsenal you get by the end of the game Mm -hmm. so i was just content to go through like every single room find my way through this area i had a much better memory than apparently i did back then which and is you're, shocking and you're, and you're not getting lost are you feeling like it's actually telling you exactly am, how to do things and where to go yeah. in the, into the different struts and all that finding out that um literally all you have to do to find out where to go and what to do is just calling up any of those people and they literally tell you the last thing you had to do mm-hmm. without any like muster fuss and i did not know that was a thing that you could just like i knew you could always call him but i never knew that what you could do was just call up the colonel and he just tells you hey this thing happened go to this base this room of this area and it's like very specific so once i'm there it's like 
a 20 by 20 square mm -hmm. and it's pretty easy to figure out where you need to go from there um so plot wise i've never been lost the only time is like if there's kind of an obtuse method of figuring something out which i was surprisingly proud of myself that i kind of figured out most of it because now i have a lot more understanding of how metal gear solid games play how they work and how to think when you're approaching them so only a couple of them like there was this spot where you had a bunch of bombs and you had to shoot these sensors and one of them is on a uav mm -hmm. really far away so you have to go find where the sniper rifle is and i was like i have no idea where this is so i had to look that up and a couple other things here and there like um understanding how the remote control rocket works is mm -hmm. very confusing and makes no sense <laughs> um so i had to figure out kind of some of those uh things but then as far as just the absolute dumb crap that kojima was able to put into that game and just batman. pass it off batman the way that he's built vamp uh the weird place you fight vamp where it's like oh the oxygen in the water means you can't swim in it and i'm like that's uh -huh. not how that works <laughs> what um and like he just pirouettes around bullets it doesn't make any sense but then you get these really like genuine moments with like fortune who just genuinely wants to die and mm -hmm. like vamp getting shot instead of her and she's genuinely like shocked and broken about it um hal and uh his sister mm -hmm. which yeah Arakan. Hal Arakan. i had definitely like blocked out some of that because i had a lot of trouble with like the sniper section this time i had zero issue because you can literally call snake and ask him to do it and he plays the game for you yeah um uh, do you get the, pent the pentasmins because that's what uh, what prevents you from like having shaky aim, yes so um so i had so much of that stored up so i would just like pop that and i had no issues but then i was like he told me i could call him up and he'd help me out let me see what that does and all I had to do was just kind of aim the general direction. He just shoots everybody mm. for you. I was like, I don't even have to play this segment. What in the world? Oh yeah. And I used to have so much trouble with that spot. And oddly enough, I had the only part I had the most trouble with is right after you fight Solidus Snake with the Harrier, and he blows up part of the shell, and you have to crawl back on all the destroyed parts of the ship. Uh huh. Uh, the shell the big shell and you keep slipping off in the dumbest spots because, because of some reason <laughs> or like you go the wrong way and you're like a pixel off and you just whoop, uh. and, <laughs> and, 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 and slipping because of bird poop also and uh if you get caught on those areas there's no way to kill the enemies to get away because the drones just respawn constantly so you have to redo the whole area again it was, it was terrible i hated it um but after that it's like sneaking through is really fun um uh, the gunplay is surprisingly tight i didn't used to understand how it worked where you had to aim with the mm -hmm. rb hold with the uh the x button and then let go to fire that was so confusing for me but now i'm like just doming yeah. everybody and, it's and crazy playing on, and playing it on xbox because the the thing when you're playing this on, on like playstation and the ps2 and ps3 specifically those controllers had pressure sensitive buttons so you needed to like hold them oh, hold the square like wow. super strong and then let let it go to like for for the bullets to go or mm -hmm. yeah or let go the square really slow so that you can like unholster and on the x yeah. uh, on the xbox you just have to press the left trigger to like aim yeah. and, aim or not so it's like it, it it was more obtuse if you played it on playstation because that just became so 
natural, like in the original console that that thing came out. And right. the Xbox doesn't have a pressure sensitive buttons. Also, PlayStation controllers no longer have that. So that's what makes the idea of like the ports of the of these games eventually making it to PS4 or PS5s. They would have to like adopt the Xbox method, even though that was not the original method of how Kojima used the tech of the DualShock 2 and the and the DualShock 3. But yeah, uh, so overall, that was uh, I feel like I could keep gushing about it, but overall, that was that was it. And I have other games that I was able to download. I'm looking forward to diving into all of those. But um, that has been pretty much everything that I have played. Alejandro, what have you been getting into in my absence? Yeah, so Destiny is still like consuming my life. It's insane. Like even though I already reviewed it, that's way past. Like yesterday we did the raid uh, in like an hour. The new, the new one, like the Root of Nightmares. Like we've gotten yeah. into a flow with our clan now to get that done real quick. That raid is really fun. It's like so easy. It's like an easier Deepstone Crypt. And it, like it's it more... sounds like it, and it's breaking my heart that I can't be a part of any of that. Yeah, this would be one that you would love because you wouldn't have to do much. You just have to like kill anything. Like you just have it's to literally kill like two people have to do everything and then everybody else can just kill ads and hang out yeah and i was like that's perfect that's what i want yeah there is one section that it depends on the team composition that we had the, the third encounter which is like the planetary uh symposium which is like you have to like be moving a couple planets inside like uh the witnesses ship that mm. like for example in that in that section i have volunteered to just be the ad clear guy so you could be because there that's the place where four people have to be like switching places constantly mm -hmm. to like take a planet that's in a dark side into the light side to get into like dps and yeah it's, it's just so fun like at uh, neserek the final boss it's when you're nailing it it's like it's so fun to like just like, melt him it's not like the uh bow the disciple uh boss that he's like dancing around and stepping on you and all and and this one like apparently they're gonna adapt it like in a month or so like they're gonna adapt because they they uh, bungie said that they think they made the encounter way too easy because you can just sta stand in the plate with a well of radiance and just wail at Nesseric that just kind of like keep keeps attacking, but not really. So uh, I wonder how soon you can come back. Like if the internet, if gosh, the internet allows so. to be able to, for you to at least see it in, in, in the easy way, because they're trying yeah. to like break up the, the encounter, uh, that encounter, because uh, I think there it stinks to Bungie that the world first race was done in less than two hours. So that's, Ooh when it was supposed to wow. be super hard so and so that's one and i've been playing a lot of pvp for destiny which uh i usually haven't played pvp in a long time trials of osiris or even uh, or even iron banner but they added a specific smg that's strand that i heard about it yeah that is so damn good that i spent like an entire two nights just playing trials like i reset i basically prestiged Try the, the, the trials oh in, in like one day just trying to get just basically getting curb stomped left and right uh, to try to uh, roll the different angers because there's legacy focusing now so you can if you get an engram if you have enough currency you can just keep like re-rolling the same gun over and over and over again until you get a roll you want it took me like 15 engrams to get that and then iron banner one of the smgs they added uh, this volatile round style perk that's called the stabilizing rounds that yeah. If you don't want to be using volatile rounds uh, with like a void build, like if you remember, uh, if you use like a grenade, it activated volatile for anything that was void. You can have yeah. volatiles now in a specific gun and liberate your class to be able to do something else for more build diversity. I got that late last night. I got one that 
came in with Sen with Sen moment and the Stevelands. I was like, done with PvP now. I'm finally done. I'm I'm free. I'm free to play other stuff now. I did not feel like I had that because uh, I mentioned that I was almost finishing Death Space Remake. I haven't finished it yet because I was just playing Destiny. Just I didn't want to let it go. And the next survival horror game is already here, so I was like, screw it, I'm jumping into that one. It's uh, time. It is time. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake. I played it last night until Chapter 2. I've been playing it before recording until we were like in Chapter 4. Fantastic video game. God, it's like, it's... One would... Of course it was going to be good as Resident Evil 4, but yeah. it's like the, ref the level of refinement towards this game is like... Now, we got a taste of it with the chainsaw demo even playing further from it what i love the most about it is that this is the kind of remake where sequentially you understand the sequences that are coming but they're redone in such a way level the layouts are the only level layout that it's the exact same is the village like mm. the the exact same where uh where, where i told you last week that shotgun is in the second house to the left and uh, that you can open because there's yep. three of them on one the that's locked floor. yeah and on the second floor, and it, it, there's like a grenade in the drawer next to it. The, those things are mm. still the same, but other places are like, oh yeah, this is the place where you would uh, have to climb a place that you can drop down to get a treasure. And there's like the blue gems that you can shoot. Th those are still there, but the levels are completely different. Uh, mm. The time that Leon, uh, the, the place where you get the enemies to throw dynamites at you before you find Luis Sierra in the original one, that yeah. sequence is still there, but the place looks different. Also, completely mm. so. So it's, like it's really playing with my expectations, and I'm going to spoil it to you, Paul. The dog lives. I did hear about that. Yeah. It made me very happy yeah, because was, a uh, lot of people were afraid because he's not in the same spot Yeah, that they thought he was gone, but uh, he does exist. Yeah, they, they, they switched around where the dog, where, where, where the dog is now because uh, initially where you would find the dog, if the dog's actually dead. Like, when you're playing a demo, you just see the, the dead body around that time in the original game. That's where you would liberate the dog. Um, this time, it's after you meet the huge guy that has, like, the big beard and the two eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the chieftain. Yeah, the chieftain. That's not Sadler, but it's, like, one of the first ones. Uh, right. So The scorpion-looking dude. Mm-hmm. That then, like, he, like, tore it. Like, I'm, I'm still having to fight, fight him yet. I can't wait to see how they do that. Uh, being able to parry with that knife i tell it's like just, just the I've flow the, the flow of combat it's so cool and just a tip were you playing with auto aim on uh with uh whatchamacallit when you played the demo or were you just like what free? was default on okay so not auto aim uh back okay. uh, like the older resident evils if you're playing on assist mode they would have they, they were like the kind of like aim assist that when you're aiming the your reticle like gets into or as close to the head as possible I'm playing on standard normal mode, but there's an option to like enable that in normal mode to be able to like snap your aim as close to the head or to the body parts as as, as possible. Because uh, the RE engine, I always said that I feel there's a certain looseness to how you aim that mm, that okay. is not, that is not tight. But if you enable that, it's just gonna like save you so much so, so much trouble, especially because how hectic things get. Um, trying to find the cha fight the chainsaw uh -huh. guy in this one, it's like so. Uh, it, so hard there you are yeah yeah you're there <laughs> okay yeah Jared, the, the freaking data cap so you're, i'm gonna be always nervous with that but uh yep but yeah it's like there it's so well done and i tell you it's like if, if it keeps up like the quality just in these early chapters because mm. 
it's also seamless it's so like all like almost like god of war style one shot like as you go like it doesn't feel as segmented in levels it feels like it's so seamless to go around and how they do some of like the later so i've heard that they removed parts but added a few more uh if this keeps yeah. up i really do believe that i think this will be current it's currently the best game like from 2023 that i played this year and nice. what i don't know yet because i still haven't finished that space remake is which one i like more and that's such a great that's that's such a great like problem to have because one is not clear better clearly better than the other they're both operating in such a high level and that's like really cool because that space is another remake that it's uh so many temple moments of the original game are still there but sometimes the way you get to those places, like they play around with a little bit of your expectations. But I think it's more intense here in Resident Evil 4. Like it's because especially I, I last week after we recorded, I inserted uh, the PS4 version just to kind of go go through it again, just because I was itching. So having that clear in my mind, like how the levels were and seeing this, like yeah, this is like completely redone. This is not exactly that, but the spirit, the cheesiness is still there. I'm glad the bingo line was still there after. In, in, in the, in the, in the I village loved part. that, and that that made me so happy at the end of it because a lot of people were so afraid that it was going to be both that darker tone and that they were going to lose a lot of the quippiness and that action hero feel. But as soon as he ended that demo with "Where's everybody gone?" Bingo! Yeah. I was just mm, yeah. Yes. I would say like it's it's interesting because this is taking on the tone a little bit. Uh, they they did an RE2 remake. Obviously they. Mm -hmm. uh, the same team that worked on that one worked on this one. The RE3 team is a different one. Uh, the cheesiness is there, but this is still trying to be... It's not as overtly cheesy as the other one. Because the, the other one was almost self-parody, but the cheesiness is still in this one. While still being creepier. They've added even new enemies. There's like this enemy that has like a big axe that its face is like a stitched cow. What? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> so... Oh. So I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to see how they do the castle section, or whenever like they join Ashley, or they already previewed uh, beforehand that going with Ashley is gonna be so much easier because it's like uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be more like time the the annoying part of playing RE4 was always having to take care of Ashley with like mm -hmm. giving her health, putting her on a on a trash can or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they so, said. It's now like a, a loose follow or a tight follow mm -hmm. for her. Um, I know it's uh, she goes into a down state instead of dying outright. Mm -hmm. um, it takes more than one shot to knock her out of a grip of somebody. And the last thing was uh, she can help you a lot more in like gameplay and cinematic moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, already so that, early. That's like yeah. got me interested. Yeah. Already early on in these sections, you can see the places where you would need a partner to like lift someone. Yeah. To go back like in the metroidvania style of like oh yeah you, you couldn't go here before because you didn't have either this item or something like that so mm -hmm. i can't wait to see more of that but i'll say this um i'm glad they did village because a lot of the design tenets of resident evil village it's clear that they were testing things to be able to do here i love the fact that when you kill an enemy all the time they drop something either if, yeah. it's, if it's either pesetas or the or ammo or all that because it would be annoying in other Resident Evil that you're pumping enemies with how many bullets and you sometimes wouldn't know if they were there, especially on 2 and 3 Remake. Obviously, they were trying to imply that that's not a game that it's just shooter. So, this one is definitely more of a shooter and definitely Village and 4, like, shares so much DNA. But 4, at least, is still, is still sticking to 
the tone because remember Baelish just gets so freaking outlandish in a way that at least so far with RE4 Remake it's not as outlandish but the cheesiness is still there like the, oh, the, I think it'll get just as outlandish but somehow 4 handles the tone shift better mm -hmm. um, at least it originally did with like yeah this is all some crazy nonsense stuff but somehow you're just like you're just having fun with it where RE Village felt more of like a we're gonna take ourselves super seriously, but also here's this weird fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, crazy vampire lady with claws and the guy that builds a mech suit, and it's like yeah. I don't know what's going on anymore. Exactly, it's like it just a village jumped the shark and how outlandish it wanted to get, and that was part of its appeal. But the appeal of Resident Evil is being able to like get to the line of cheesing as a no one and and no one to stop. And so far yeah. with this remake, it feels like it's hitting that it's hitting that line while remaining a really fun game to play. Like that, I, I, I tell you, it's like it's so great that they up the intensity, knowing that you have more movement this time. And I think that was a key because the the thing with yeah. uh, the original Resident Evil Four, why it held up so well, even with its tanky controls, is that the entire game was like designed around the pace of. You not being able to move while 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 you shoot, and uh, you being able to like hit the leg of an enemy or the eye of an enemy or an arm of an enemy, and that being like enabling context sensitive things that are still in this game. So mm -hmm. can't wait to play more. Like right now, between I, between a rock and a hard place because the Diablo 4 beta it's also live this weekend, and I've heard gushing praise of it. And it's open beta this weekend, so I downloaded it. So. I'm gonna take a little, just a little bit of, break, of a break with Resident Evil 4 just to try it, but I'm eating, I'm, I'm feasting, and I'm sad that you can't eat with, with this. It, I, it, it breaks my heart. That it sounds like I need to fast, but I'm eating in my own way. It seems. It seems like you're least, in you're in Lent. It feels like. <laughs> if nothing else, at least I have a better appreciation for Metal Gear Solid 2 now. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm building in like a better work life balance. What? The open beta is also an Xbox. I wonder if I can utilize that somehow. I yeah. I don't know if it would be worth using up the data for that, but it's nice to know at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, I mean, I still have my PS5 and everything. It was just really like I only had certain things on Xbox, and that's why I've started playing it more. But I do have it all still, and mm -hmm. I do actually have Resident Evil 2 still downloaded onto my PS5. So least, maybe I'll yeah, go back and just feel satiate. something yeah. there. Yeah, you and just, just satiate yourself. <laughs> it would also prime me really well for when I do get Resident Evil 4 um, and get to actually play it. So, I don't know, it's like going from 2 to 4, seeing the jump, maybe that'll be something cool. But yeah, I, mm -hmm. I've honestly got a lot of choice. It's just not the choices of things that I really wanted, yeah. which were Destiny and the new releases. But we're, we're going to work through that and figure it out. Oh yeah, but it'll happen. I, I'm just hoping that they were overshooting, because my biggest fear is that they undershot with like them telling me, because it seems to me like an entire month to construct that seems incompetent to me so i think it's more because there's like a waiting list i think mm. and it's like whenever it gets to me it's gonna be really fast but they probably shoot that way over the moon to kind of like get you settled in and then one day they're like hey we just did it you're good and then it's been like half of that time because they said they don't need like special permits or special details with the construction because it's a straight shot up to me so i'm hoping that it's like 
it's there's no issues you know yeah uh but yeah remains to be seen <laughs> oh yes yeah. i'm hoping because the day that you tell me remember that's jedi survivor day i know and that sucks if nothing yeah. else imagine if jedi survivor had hung to its march 17th i would be so mad and disappointed and frustrated i might have bought it myself and downloaded it uh, just so I could have played it a second time and I would have like not even worried about it because that is a game that I do not want to wait on mm -hmm. so yeah. if nothing else it goes to that point if I still don't have internet by April 28th yeah I I will buy it myself like physically if I have to on disc mm -hmm. and I'll just bring it back because praise God we have a GameStop around the corner from my house oh do you do you that's awesome. And they have the that new system where you can return any new game for 48 hours. Oh, nice. So I could theoretically, I could even go out and buy Resident Evil 4 and just return it before those 48 hours are up. Uh -huh. And I could probably finish that game if I really push myself, but we'll see. Yeah, um, it's like, I heard else. that it's like 16 to 22 hours to finish, so... I'm impressed by that, because I don't remember the original being nearly that long. It's the same uh, length they're the same okay like, cool like, four has always I, been the longest one they added uh like side quests i heard and yeah it, there's uh, at least so far there's so little it's like it's more in the vein of the emblem they're shooting the emblems yeah you it's get like the... hey go find this thing go yeah. get a golden egg or whatever and then come mm -hmm. back to me and you'll get stuff exactly and he's usually within the vicinity right now i'm in the middle of getting him vipers they he like the, the the stranger wants three vipers i will say this like oh. The voice of the stranger in the remake is the one is the one area where I'm like, I prefer the one in the original. Like, I mean, that was so iconic, you couldn't exactly. Yeah, that. yeah. I wish it would have I, just reused it personally. But curious what you think about Ada's role in it because I did hear a lot of people have said negative things about her because they've taken a lot of her story out. And a lot of people are thinking they're going to add in an, another DLC like they did for Resident Evil 4. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of her story goes into. The separation now, anxiety thing and, and things yeah, like that. Whatever, um, separate something. But yeah. Um, anyway, I'm curious whenever you get to her what your thoughts are. Yeah, because Ada, just, Ada, just yeah Ada just showed up uh, where I'm at. Like okay. the scene where she shoots through the window. Like that's that, that, that's, right, that first that, one yeah, that, where that's she's... That's still in the game, so... Well, that's good at least. I did like that scene. Yeah, but I can't wait to keep playing more. Especially now that I've been released of wanting to play just PvP for Destiny 2. I'm just going to be like on call for like two more raid runs because it's so, it's so easy to do that. But yeah, Resident Evil 4 for me. And and I was like in that weird kerfuffle where I, I may have or may was not going to review it. I'm still kind of like in just uh, in a backup. Like the guy that was supposed to review it for us at Season Gaming right. finally got a, the code on PC. So he's in Chapter 2. I'm ahead of him. So... We'll see, we'll see how it goes, but enough of that, right. Paul. We got a few news stories to talk about, so press X. Or some news. Story number one. Red, so Red, this is about Redfall. Uh, okay. by a story from gaming from... Uh, what do you call it? Wesley LeBlanc from Game Informer. Microsoft canceled PS5 version of Redfall after Bethesda acquisition. Oh, Arcane Director says. I know says. what this is. Yeah. So, Arcane was developing a PlayStation 5 version of its upcoming first-person vampire shooter, Redfall, before Microsoft acquired Bethesda in 2020. 
However, following the acquisition, the PS5 version of the game was cancelled by Microsoft. According to Arcane director Harvey Smith in an interview with IGN France, translated by IGN US. Uh, discussing this with IGN France, Smith said, We got bought by Microsoft and that was a huge sea change. They said, no PlayStation 5, now we're gonna do Game Pass, Xbox, and PC. Smith said Arcane didn't mind the decision, even if Redfall was originally meant to release on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Support from Game Pass at having to worry about one less platform, one less complexity, Smith told IGN France. And Game Pass has a ton of people that can play. It could be our biggest game ever because of the 30 million Game Pass members, or whatever that number is. News of this cancelled PS5 version of Redfall doesn't come as much of a surprise. When Redfall was revealed during a 2021 Xbox and Bethesda E3 showcase, it was revealed as an Xbox console exclusive. And considering it's part for the course for companies like PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to keep their first-party releases off of competitor consoles, it is not surprising Microsoft opted to make Redfall an Xbox exclusive after it acquired Bethesda. A spokesperson for Microsoft responded to the story, providing the following statement. We haven't pulled any games from PlayStation. In fact, we've expanded our footprint of games that we've shipped on Sony's PlayStation since our acquisition of Cinemax, and the first two games we shipped after closing were PlayStation 5 exclusives. We did the same thing since our closing of Minecraft as we extended the reach of that franchise. All of the games that were available on PlayStation when we acquired Cinemax in March 2021 are still available on PlayStation and we have continued to do content updates on PlayStation and PC. We have always said that future decisions of whether to distribute Cinemax games for other consoles will be made on a case-by-case -case basis. So. so this is just so funny because I think somebody said it really succinctly and I, I'm going to butcher any of the paraphrasing of it, but they were saying like, this is literally like the opposite of what Microsoft has been promising would happen. But They're they... like, no, don't worry, guys. It's like it's never going to take games away from y'all. And then like the developer of one of those studios is like, uh -huh. yeah, so we totally just toss that version out the window because it's game pass they paid us more and yeah. they're like no 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 no! don't say that don't say that no. the, the timing of the story was hilarious because of the ongoing abk acquisition yeah uh, and obviously that is different because uh redfall is not a previous franchise so it's like it's it's a, like a new ip redfall is what i would have expected uh microsoft to do after they acquired bethesda like it doesn't surprise me that this was this was being a multi-platform thing, kind of like Starfield was, because Starfield right. was announced way before um, way before like Microsoft acquired Bethesda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing is that uh, right now that where they're like trying to argue that don't worry, that like, we're gonna we're trying we're trying to acquire Activision Blizzard and we're not gonna take Call of Duty away from like and we're promising all these ten-year deals. We have everyone signing right now. Nintendo has signed it. Nvidia has signed it. Like Nvidia was one of the uh, the companies against this deal that we signed the contract and now they're pro us so it's, it's just the timing is hilarious but also funny timing and not good news for playstation uh story number two uh uk regulator now says microsoft activision merger won't significantly lessen competition in console gaming uh the watchdog said on friday that it has updated its provisional findings after receiving fresh evidence that alleviated some of his concerns about the 69 billion deal this is a story by tom ivan from bgc while the cma originally believed that making call of duty exclusive to Xbox would be commercially beneficial for microsoft it said that new data it has received indicates that this strategy would be significantly loss making under any possible scenario in light of this the cma has narrowed the scope of his concerns about the deal 
Provisional findings are a key aspect of the merger process and are explicitly designed to give the businesses involved and any interested third parties the chance to respond with new evidence before we make a final decision. Having considered the additional evidence provided, we have not provisionally concluded that the merger will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in console gaming services because the cost to, of, to Microsoft of withholding Call of Duty from PlayStation would outweigh any gains from taking such action. Our provisional view that this deal raises concerns in the cloud gaming market is not affected by today's announcement. Our investigation remains on course for completion by the end of April. So just to, to stop it there, Sony has been like ringing the trumpet saying like that my, that Microsoft acquiring Activision would be like this massive disaster, that it was like they would it would foreclose them even though they were the market leader and they, they have like they don't have the wherewithal or the capability of creating like a, a Call of Duty competitor and the CMA, which is the one, the regulatory body over at the UK, were the ones that were basically parroting some of those talking points when they were like saying that they were against this deal. The EU recently became pro uh, this deal because they saw the deals that Microsoft signed with my with Nintendo and Vidia and even other like super weird streaming services like Boolean or something like that. I don't even remember, but uh, the holdovers were the CMA and the FTC. Now it seems that the CMA is provisionally like moving slightly forward with like uh, of them trying to block this because now at least in the area that, that Sony was like arguing that they shouldn't allow allow this to be through to go through. Now they will let it go. The only thing that they're investigating is the whole cloud thing because Microsoft has a huge stranglehold on cloud gaming right now with the, with the short thing and all of that. And uh, I would say like Sony taking else with this right now. Because they're they're still holding off from from refusing to take this deal, like Microsoft even said is like we have the paper, they just have to sign it. Like it's still it's yeah. there. We're 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 promising uh, feature parity. We're we're promising like day and date, like no content exclusive. Everything's gonna like launch exactly the same. And Sony's just con continues to be like the holdover. Like if they lose at CMA now with this, like Sony has like no hope of like being able to like stop this deal and all the scorched earth like. Br uh, bridge burning that they've been doing like acting like complete idiots over over mm. this deal is gonna like come to bite them in the ass because it's like everyone is not now saying it's like yeah let it go through it's like we have a contract <laughs> so yeah i i think them signing all those contracts definitely helped them immensely because I, it's legally actionable. It's they said it themselves. Mm -hmm. I think uh, they're really playing to the long-term side of this, and it's really smart on their part because now it's like it doesn't matter how long you wait for that, you still have Call of Duty at the end of ten years, mm -hmm. and you can then do whatever the heck you want with it. I mean, that's what that whole other. Uh, do we already have that one in with? Uh, no, we don't. So the other. Uh, further reading with Microsoft saying that 10 years is sufficient for Sony to develop mm -hmm. a Call of Duty alternative. It's like the intention is very clear in just that title alone mm -hmm. because they're like, hey, use this time to find something else to beat Call of Duty or else we will destroy you whenever those 10 years are up mm -hmm. and we can wait. We're X. Well, we're Microsoft. We can do that Yeah. Um, because they're not a tech company. Uh, they're not a game company. They're a tech company. Uh, yeah. They can just sit back on all their other products. And there's also something interesting with like what the CMA mentioned that uh, the cost of making Call of Duty and the sales numbers they get from like Call of Duty, which is right now significantly more on PlayStation, are such that they know that uh, 
it behooves Microsoft to keep that uh, to keep those sales coming in because that's how big it is. For Bethesda, it was different because Bethesda was more niche, and because yeah. of the of the more nicheness of the Bethesda titles, they could take the hit of like making like new, newer titles from them exclusive and making them Game Pass because it was like more. It it it, it doesn't rely on having like such massive player numbers. To make to, to make the deal work like numbers wise with Call of Duty is way different because of the 69 billion that they're going to spend it's like it's like they're they know that they're going to keep Call of Duty and PlayStation at least until Call of Duty stops being like the biggest thing in the world then I can yeah. see that just becoming like uh, exclu- exclusive like in a decade from now but uh, but to me like why I've been more pro like this deal just to go through is because at least for us that are more PlayStation people we know that it cost us a showcase last year. And like it causes more perpetual silence because it's only trying to appear weak to stonewall this garbage. So I just want I just I just wanted to be done. I, I just wanted to be like I just yeah. I, I just want this to be done. And this feels like this was the moment of like uh, the Frodo after Return of the King and the and and, and the and, and and the ring falling there being like it is done. Like because it's like this <laughs> that's two of the three now. Now the FTC is yeah. the sole like holder. And they're trying to take that to court and they're gonna lose because the basis for what they're trying to take Microsoft to court over this deal is not gonna hold against the judge. Microsoft will win there. So, so the quicker we can move on from this, is it's taken so much oxygen from news over the last past year. Especially, this has been a weird news cycle, like this this, this first three months. I don't know if you've noticed, like news-wise has been like very quiet com- compared to it's... like last year. I we, think part of that is just like you said, it's because everything else is kind of muted compared to this, because that's what everybody keeps talking about. Exactly. So, and uh, games have come out around this time, so uh, people are actually playing games. So that's usually true. <laughs> so I just can't wait. It's like I, I feel like that's a domino that's dropped, and I've been loving the memes that they've been throwing for Jim Ryan. I tell you, it's, like, it's just been funny. Uh, but that's the attitude and uh he did say like in a closed door meeting that his his objective was to straight up block the merger big l so this one is exciting but it's funny paul how it happened uh story number three uh by wesley leblanc over a game former marvel spider-man 2 venom voice actor hints at september release date news on marvel spider-man 2 the highly anticipated follow-up to insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man from 2018 and 2020's Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales has been light since the game's reveal in 2021, which is crazy, it's been like two years. Uh, but back in December, PlayStation did reveal that Marvel Spider-Man 2 would be out sometime this fall. According to the voice actor for Venom in the game, Tony Todd, who we heard briefly in the game's reveal trailer, Marvel Spider-Man 2 could be out this September. Strangely, Todd responded to a fan excited about the game and spilled the beans. Looks like September, massive publicity coming in August, commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told, hold on to your, and hold breath, gonna be necessary. Uh, sure seems like information Todd wasn't supposed to reveal, right? Despite what you might think though, Todd's tweet is still up at the time of this writing, meaning Insomniac Games hasn't made him take it down yet. Once people started to realize that Todd had potentially revealed Marvel Spider-Man 2's release date, he cheekily tweeted the following. No more hints about Spider-Man 2, it was all a fever dream, blame it on Jet, like who knows, I might not even be. <laughs> hashtag Venom, and he posted a, a picture of him being like taking like a jacuzzi and wearing like a mask. Um, now it's important to know that just because Todd hints the game's coming this September doesn't mean it actually is. We should remain cautious about an official release date or release month until it comes from developer Insomniac Games, but September lines up with the previously revealed fall window. Uh, 
And also September release date would put this big PlayStation first party launch up against Xbox big first party launch in Starfield September 6. So this fall could be quite busy. So that is a good point. Yeah. I think September could be really great for them because it mm -hmm. jumps ahead of all of the regular fall uh, holiday stuff always. Um cuz uh Spider-Man 2018, correct me if I'm wrong, that was in June. Or it came later. out in September. Also. It also September. I don't know why I thought it was in the summer, but yeah. Um, in the summer, we in the summer we got the be in the summer of 2018 we got uh, at E3 we got the big prison demo, the one that revealed oh, the Sinister Six. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I think uh, there's definitely a chance that this holds a lot of water for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you don't make a blunder that quickly unless you're like all the context clues are there and he just got too excited in that moment yeah but and I, someone was making a, i was listening to like a podcast discussing this and they were making a good point like for actors they're told ahead of time like when press junkets could be to like start making time right. something like actors like uh, like in the lead up to like a launch is usually like a month before uh they could tell they could theoretically tell him it's like hey we're planning to release in this the ads are going to start going out in a certain time we might be need you for like interview especially someone like tony todd uh do you watch the flash tv show zoom videos that, that you haven't seen it is like i i've seen some of it which one was he the, color of suit yeah yeah the blue he's like blue black it has like a, i think like, i know who you're talking about yeah so that's the boy, like like the voice that he makes in that as as a villain in that show. That's the voice they're doing with Venom. Is like it's such a great voice. It means the voice of Candyman. So you're gonna want to parrot the fact that you got him. So of course they're gonna tell him when to where he can go give his interviews. Like Tony Todd is just like right. such a power. And at least we probably kind of know. Of course Sony's not gonna say anything until like this previous deal like I, I bet you once that deal goes through i tell you sony's gonna then start like opening the floodgates because they're gonna be like crap the deal goes through we gotta tell them people it's like this is what we have in place here i tell you that's gonna that's what's gonna happen because we still have no idea yeah. when the showcase is supposed to happen for them so which is insane it's like it's time will tell but i'm excited for it no matter what yeah so story number four uh this one was Ooh. a sad news that happened late last week after we recorded and yeah. uh we haven't talked about it in the show, uh, but yeah, we'll talk about it here. Uh, story number four by Jordan Midler at BGC. Lance Reddick will feature in future Destiny content. Bungie confirms. Studio pays tribute to the actor who died recently. The actor who was found dead at his home last week was widely known in the gaming world for his role as Commander Savala in Destiny. In a blog post that this week at Bungie, Bungie has said it plans to honor his presence through his performances yet to come in the game. The tributes that have poured in for Lance have been overwhelming, from endless heartfelt messages on social media to impromptu gatherings of respect in Savala's corner of the tower, overlooking the last city. As an actor, musician, gamer, and family man, the passion, the passion Lance brought to the things he loved was reflected in the eyes and hearts of all who love him. For now, we will honor his presence through his performances yet to come in the game and in the memories that will last us a lifetime. So, that... Getting the news that he passed last Friday really felt like a bucket, like, like a cold, like a cold bucket of water hitting. Yeah. Especially because just the day before, I saw a video that he had posted on on Twitter of him being like hearing like his dogs barking, and then suddenly, yes, yeah, so that, that was like one of the last things he posted on Twitter. And then he retweeted, wow. he retweeted something, and then the next day we got the news. And he was in the middle of doing the press junket for John Wick Four, which came out comes out today when we're recording. 
they say it was natural causes. I can't wait to hear exactly what the what those natural causes look like because he didn't seem like he was that sick personally. So I was like, but it's so sad. Like it when that happened, I didn't play Destiny for like a couple days because we hear Savala all the time. That's like constantly. So that, yeah, it is. It made me kind of recontextualize like his relationship with Bunny and all of that because he is used so often for them. He shows up in so many things compared to everybody else. He's like probably the single most important NPC I would say in the game. He is like your guide through all new stuff, all Vanguard things, most of the story content um and it is crazy to like realize in hindsight where somebody like nathan fillion got too big to continue playing his mm -hmm. character and a lot of other characters just kind of like the actors playing them move on and do something else but he always just stuck around and like was Nine totally years. willing to continue offering his voice for so long um and is insane to think back on it and then finding out so many things about him in hindsight always like breaks my heart because that always happens for me because mm -hmm. i'm not really connected as much to some of the people who build or play the games <clears throat> or make them in general until after something terrible has happened to them and then i'm like oh man that sucks mm -hmm. yeah it, so it, this particularly was really rough yeah especially like um he not only did he like love voicing the character he played destiny a lot that's what it, I didn't know yeah, at it, all. Especially, like, I've heard so many stories of how cool it is that you would do a raid with him. And you would hear, like, him doing the calls, and it felt like you were hearing Commander Savala. Oh, my god! Telling you that. And, um, like, compared to, like, the other big actors, for example, like, Nathan Fillion, he couldn't come back for Cade for its for the for, for the last thing they did with Cade 6. Um, they had Nolan North do the final moments when he got killed. And Gina Torres, uh, who who did the voice of Ikora Rain, they recast her because they wanted to make Ikora more like a a more integral part in some like the seasonal stories and also just expansions that yeah. they might as well get a, a, an act, an actress that they could like tap at any point. Like even other actresses like the uh, Anna Bray got recasted by mm -hmm. season ten. Like they've been like doing like all these recasts because they've been exactly. more. They've been reinforcing storytelling with Destiny. That's been like the good thing uh, outside of the Lightful campaign. Uh, getting more voices has helped like narrative feel richer as we go like through the seasons. And but not him. Yeah, and not it's him. Like, he remains he too yeah. iconic, and he was so willing to be chill about just adding his voice to all that. And it's like I didn't even realize that they just got rid of a recast or just added new characters that took the role of previous characters. It's like, but he was the only one that just from start to now mm -hmm. was like the one through line for literally everybody. Uh, even the speaker who was kind of like what his role almost yeah. was and it was bill early Nighy. destiny yeah it was bill Nighy. it's like they couldn't it's get like bill Nighy back. you just <laughs> you just couldn't do stuff like that but he stuck around and i was like gosh i respect the heck out of that decision and then the fact that he continued to play it all to high level content it's like oh my gosh i wish i knew this guy and then I love his character in John Wick so badly. Yeah. Um, Silence in Horizon Zero Dawn was just such a piece of crap, and I loved him mm -hmm. um, in like the best way. Yeah. And it's like the way that he had that range for it with that single iconic voice. Um, it just breaks my heart now. Yeah, he, but he, his, his voice had gravitas. 
that's that, that, that was the power of Glance Radic. So. But yeah, to I guess come full circle with that and tie it in a bow, uh, I am glad that they had in fact already recorded so many lines of his, because I had a feeling at least for this year's content, they probably had already recorded all his lines, mm -hmm. so that at least for these next seasons, he's going to be an integral part continually, and I'm sure they'll... Yeah, I, it, it, does, it does make me wonder if he recorded anything for Final Shape, because uh, the Final Shape, now that everything, now that the smoke is cleared with what Lightfall is, what the final shape is promising is kind of like what we were promised Lightfall would be back in 2020 when it was announced. Mm. Because Lightfall was announced at the same time as Beyond Light and Witch Queen. That was like the big move that Bungie did. They were like, yeah, we're going to yeah. give you like, we're, we're stopping doing the once a once an expansion per year announcement. We're like telling you the roadmap. And Lightfall was there. And, uh, and what we hear about final shape, it seems like the, are the things that, were originally going to be lifeful before they pushed that and then lifeful became like its own filler thing uh, to add to our more time so maybe they recorded all the original lifeful stuff that became final shape with him and that's kind of like we're gonna wait for him but if he didn't it does make me wonder how they're gonna like cobble maybe like an explanation for why savala could not keep going or if they're gonna go through the painful route of a recast and I think personally they're going to either reuse a lot of unused content from him mm -hmm. um, and just like kind of piece it together or uh, do the Princess Leia process where it's like you kind of have them there but it's very limited and then he just kind of stays in his role later on. Yeah and in the Princess Leia case like for Rise of Skywalker for example mm -hmm. all of Leia's footage in that movie was Force Awakens was from footage. previous yeah. stuff. But now so, it's like, you don't even have to do that part. You just need the voice. So it's like, I'm sure they have so many unused lines from him or even lines that were once used forever ago that nobody remembers. And I think they could definitely make something out of that, at least till the final shape, if not into it, because of course, then you get into details of the, con um, like the specific plot and you don't want to really touch that with somebody who's passed. So yeah, I think it's just going to have to change if it hasn't already. Uh, to either somebody else or they already yeah. got through it. <laughs> so I'm what I'm hoping, and I hope that Bungie doesn't go this route, is that then they AI Savala. Oh no, don't yeah. even say that. <laughs> because I had forgotten about that, and we we're gonna add the story poll, but we gotta we gotta talk about this because we haven't had that section in a while. I'm, I, I'm, okay. Oh, uh, that's right. We almost <laughs> forgot. This yeah. When I, when I was just when I when I heard of it, I was like, oh crap. And I mentioned we're going to bring back uh, yeah. this. It's been a while since uh, this developer has been like sort of quiet, but they've been like shit in the bed. The last time we talked about them, they canceled like a million games. But, mm -hmm. well, no, Ubisoft is like, you're stepping back in front of the congregation for a roasting. Story number five by Tom Ivan. Ubisoft is developing an AI tool that aims to support script writers. Ubisoft Ghostwriter will generate NPC phrases and sounds. According to the publisher, Ubisoft Ghostwriter will be used to generate the first draft of the chatter of crowds and triggered NPC lines. While these sounds and phrases are centered to immersing players in this game world, Ubisoft said using AI to help do so will enable its narrative teams to work on less repetitive tasks. The technology has been created by Ubisoft LaForge, the research and development arm of the Assassin's Creed publisher. Introducing Ubisoft Ghostwriter, an AI tool developed in-house that aims to support our scriptwriters by generating the first draft of our NPC barks, the phrases or sounds made by NPCs when players interact with the game world, Ubisoft wrote in the description of, um, for the trailer that they posted above. 
in the article. Uh, this tool was created hand-in-hand -hand with script writers to create more realistic NPC interactions by generating variations in a piece of dialogue. See how our teams will use AI to handle repetitive tasks and free up time to work on other core game elements. Following the initial publication of this story, many game developers and social media reacted negatively to Ubisoft's announcement and called for the company to invest in human writers instead. Yeah, Sony Santa Monica writer Alana Pierce wrote, As a writer, having to edit AI-generated scripts dialogue sounds far more time-consuming than just writing my own templines. I would have far preferred AAA studios use whatever budget it costs to make tools like this to instead hire more writers. Ooh. Yes. I tell you, Paul, when I look back at my time uh, playing some of these Ubisoft games and hearing some of the chatter, they already sound like AI. Yeah, that they do. And they... It... I guess is a testament to how bloated and lifeless a lot of their worlds are in mm -hmm. such a way that they have to create so many variants of the exact same line essentially mm -hmm. but it's like why is that the answer that you've come to for the problem you had yeah <laughs> why is why is that the direction you wanted to go in um it just doesn't make any sense and like I see that's the worst part is I understand where they came from where they're saying well we have this problem what are we going to do for it and yeah. then they immediately jump to the first like untested technology mm -hmm. rather than just like she said is the laziest hey, maybe hire better writers yeah, and basically the laziest hiring. yeah okay. it's just messy I don't like it no I, I don't but neither does anyone else yeah and because it's like the idea of AI like replacing actual human work is like a clear and present danger AI art has really terror like I, I found AI art hilarious in a way because of how accurate it is but it terrifies me for people like you and Zach that, that love drawing and doing art mm. that there's like a tool that just can make art just like that when that's something that requires so much time care and passion to like to, to create a living expression same with writing like writing comes from like the heart uh and and, and passion from the writer and and this is like as slippery slope as it can get yes but they may be saying things like no this is just for like the npc shattered the initial and then writers can just go and fill up the, th the thing when the then will then like something like chat gpt that can create like massive scripts over just like few ideas that like, something sound like really accurate when does that then become no we're gonna let ai write the story like a, a, a like 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 a user generator or procedure generated thing is like that's like the danger of like letting this kind of technology like start being used even though i think ai could be used in other kind of things maybe like i, th I feel like a maybe for like qa ai that could help like qa testers maybe that could be something a little bit more practical because that's the constant use of like constant trying to break a game maybe something like that but not the artistic merit of things that's where ai to me doesn't belong yeah. so so yeah f you is soft <laughs> they, yeah, once they, again. Yeah, once again, it's like you be quiet, and then of course you have to like bring the this cursed thing into the world. Like at a moment where like you're not even releasing any games. I don't even know when Mirage is supposed to come out. But hey, you can pre-order it now. <laughs> so final story, Paul. Something a little bit more um more exciting in a way. TMNT the last running video game is in development. Story by Marcus Stewart from Game Informer. A video game based on the hit Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles graphic novel The Last Ronin is in the works, Polygon reports. The news comes from Polygon's interview with Doug Rosen, a senior vice president for games and emerging media at Paramount Global. According to Rosen, The Last Ronin video game will be a single-player action role-playing title in the vein of the Norse-themed God of War series. Like the story that adapts, the game will feature a mature tone. The game's developer has not been named and the product is years away from release. 
The Last Ronin was published in 2020 as a five-issue miniseries by IDW. It takes place in a dark futuristic New York where three of the four turtles have been killed. The surviving turtle, whose identity is revealed at the end of the first issue, we won't spoil it, dons a, dons a black mask and seeks revenge by fighting crime using both his and the weapons of his fallen brothers. It's a cool and very grim story if you haven't read it, and we're excited to see it translated into a game. That's what uh, Marcus Stewart says. Rosen also mentions in the same interview that Paramount sees opportunities to create different types of TMNT games that target young and adult audiences. The Turtles are enjoying quite the renaissance lately thanks to the launch of the well-received beat-em-up Shredder's Revenge last year, the nostalgia trip of the Kawabanga collection, a Shredder-themed Call of Duty pack, and even an, a new animated film coming to theaters this August. That animated film looked slapping. That's I a, forgot. Yeah, they are really coming up with a lot of stuff and like, who planned all of this to come out in such a quick succession of time that they need a raise because they are planning it very well yeah the last time that i remember that the teenage mutant ninja turtles like having like prominence even like in movies and games was back in 2016 with uh the tmnt out of the shadows sequel or the live the, the live action one and the platinum games a tmnt game that sucked and I would almost say uh, I would go even further back than that and say the 2009 TMNT animated movie coinciding with some of the mm -hmm. couple of previous years games that uh, oh, actually no, just the TMNT video game, which absolutely crushed it. I don't know if you remember uh, playing that one. Uh, at which all. one? Which one? Because there's a there's quite the, a few. The TMNT movie, yeah, the, the uh, one by adaptation, yeah, the the one by, that Ubisoft made uh, of, of that movie, like in two thousand, it was two thousand seven, yeah. actually. Um, seven. I okay, yeah. yeah, I remember buying that game. It was fine. It was like there well, was a version of it that was significantly better than the others. I think it was the Wii version. I played um, the three sixty version. Okay, because I played the three sixty version, and then one of my later roommates explained why i can't remember exactly but it was basically just more optimized and mm -hmm. felt really good it was one of those few games that kind of like the lost planet system where it had a really good frame rate for no reason mm -hmm. yeah anyway it was that uh, that tmnt game had the assassin's creed slash prince of persia engine powering it yes so, that would explain so much actually yeah the platform of that game was great combat was yes. the combat was where it sucked so, but, I definitely only remember the platforming, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, the, the platformer was really good because at that time, Ubi, before Ubisoft dove so deep into open-world Assassin's Creed platforming, they were curating platforming in the Prince of, per in the Prince of Persia, Persia style. So, yeah. But then after that, like the 2014 team and team, I, I like that one. That's the first Michael Bay style one. It was I, I found it enjoyable. I never saw the 2016 one that I heard is worse. So, but then in the limelight, I know that the cartoons have been happening. That last running. Uh, the graphic novel came out like late 2020 like we're still in lockdowns where that was happening and i know that's that's a really adored like completely out of left field tonal shift that's more in line with original tmnt because that's the thing like the first graphic novel that released of tmnt back in like the 70s or 80s was like more adult oriented but then it got like turned more kid friendly after and afterwards animated show and the mm -hmm. game it's funny because I know so little about TMNT, and all I know about it is from like the TV shows, the Fox and Kids, the Fox the Kids games. TV show. The, 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 honestly, the... mine was the I think it was like the 2005 or no 2003, mm -hmm. I believe it was. Uh, like Turtles in Time, and like they go into space and stuff. I don't remember. There was later on, but the one I think you're talking about is like the really kid friendly one, which predated me a little bit before I, I ended up finding it, but. 
yeah so it was like i was kind of on this weird parallel journey outside of all of that fandom but every mm -hmm. once in a while it would kind of connect with me so i'm like oh i'm aware of this but it wasn't really as big with like like it's transformers or something yeah to me there was a, a trilogy of games that released by konami in the ps2 xbox and and, and ps and and gamecube um it was just called teenage mutant ninja turtles based on that animated show from fox kids and then they did battle nexus which was the sequel that uh was also based on that continued to base on that tv show when they went to space when they were like got, got beamed out i think that's space. what i yeah that's what i'm thinking of yeah and uh, then the, it was a 2000 show yeah. yeah yeah and then there was a tmnt3 game that i remember i bought for my brother for his for, for his christmas for gamecube i don't think i have it anymore but that those those games were fun they were fun to play co-op couch co-op with uh that's with true because you friends. could pick them and just play together i think i played that with my brother now that i think mm. about it but it was a pain in the butt because we always wanted to go in different directions and uh, i don't oh, think yeah. it allowed no it allowed you have to like remain in the same, <laughs> in the same yeah. spot so a god of war a norse god of war style like last running game yeah. that's a, that's like speaking to my soul right there and it all depends on who's making it they were very like hmm we're not announcing who's making it yet so it's like i'm gonna remain tentatively excited for this i, I like the idea of taking it that way because no, what better inspiration than 2018 and 2022 God of War? Like, what, 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 two of the most celebrated games of the last few years. This and, is certainly the time for people to start pulling out the stops with making, not cheap copies, but like looking at that the same way everybody looked at Breath of the Wild, essentially, and just like, let's just make that again. And I mean, it's been a little while since then, but I think that this is like, this is where we need to really start seeing some of those. And it was such a good system of game making that I would be okay if a lot of companies tried to copy it for their big revival of whatever IP they had. Yeah, especially like right now where we live in an era where like they're trying to take like licensed video games more seriously. Like uh, say whatever you will about actual Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. Like they, they really took seriously its production and for it to look like a triple A quality production. like next to its other peers that's kind of like the level yeah. of quality people expect from licensed games that were not the shovel where ps3 era era, era license games you used to get that used to come real quick so you can't get get away with that anymore not yeah, at you, all. you can't so so if so, so then taking inspiration from the very top even if it's not going to be even remotely close to the quality of like a god of war 2018 i don't care as long as like the heart is in the right place and the production value is in the right place and it's not like released to try to coincide with a movie or just to like uh, to benefit like a shareholder is like no we got to release this to like for our shareholders and blah 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 that's that's gonna like that's why i'm so excited for jedi survivor now i know like them not pushing it out last week to like a piece like shareholders stakeholders gives me like makes me more excited because i know they're like they're giving me the time money and care for it to be like the best game it can be and these they're allowing license... it to slip out of the fiscal year to yeah. make it good and to That's be fair like with and to be fair with hogwarts that could have been a game that could have released many years ago they kept delaying and delaying that one to get like uh the, the quality production right even with a few bucks and here or there i still say like that game was more polished than an assassin's creed game from like what i played oh absolutely so, so that's why like I, well, that's why I, yeah 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 i would say that yeah obviously there's a few bugs. i remember some of the ones that you had like the rubber banding of like an npc character in like one of the in, in, in one of your twitter this, videos uh, the yeah. mission i think yeah. yeah but like when it comes to like game breaking stuff and all that like Howard's legacy was like pretty polished all things considered so mm. 
other than we yep. have examples of more of, of more even more broken stuff so i mean i can break just about any game it seems so mm -hmm. uh who knows maybe that was an outlier but uh man we we nailed it we got all of our news stories out of this yeah um, so paul i read yeah. us the final week of releases for march can you believe march is done nope <laughs> not at all uh i thought i had way more time and then it all disappeared all of yeah. a sudden who would have thought uh all right game releases we have colossal cave for the xbox series x and s and xbox one on march 28th crime boss rock a city playstation 5 xbox series x and s and pc on march 28th actually Almost all of these are March 28th, now that I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> MLB The Show 23, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch on March 28th. Mm -hmm. Sifu getting its Xbox uh, Series X and S and Xbox One release no. on March 28th. And that, with that, completes, it, that completes the multi-platform uh, rollout for Sifu. Yeah. Switch got it first, uh, which is insane. Which is really funny, but mm -hmm. I guess it makes sense because of the style and the way it plays out just mm -hmm. uh god rest those uh thumbsticks, thumbsticks for yeah. that sifu switch port terra nil on pc ios and android march 28th last of us part one on pc march 28th mm -hmm. dredge on playstation 5 xbox series x and s playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc on march 30th and the last worker playstation 5 xbox series x and s playstation vr2 switch and pc on march 30th citizen sleeper on playstation 5 and playstation 4 on march 31st and last but not least cosmonius high on the quest on march 31st and and that's march that's crazy that's march yeah and then like, we're back to april and the <gasps> the countdown for jedi survivor happens for us it begins the dlc for horizon poll is 20 bucks which way cheaper yeah so a cheap uh kind of like holdover as i wait for jedi survivor halfway through that month so and meanwhile i'm gonna be catching up on everything else and uh i'm gonna have like a backlog of new releases to play once i finally get yeah. my internet when i really think about it because of the arrangement we got going like the only release you you, you finish that space yeah. and you finish hogwarts so it's like at least like when it comes to like the newer releases from the, it from was really just not getting to finish destiny and now resident evil that i really missed yeah. but because destiny's so chock full of stuff that i want to be present for mm -hmm. that's probably why it feels more like that yeah um and and then something to, like forspoken yeah. that it's it's way past it it's like i don't think i'm ever going back to yeah it's it, like, you can't it's like you can't experience it after getting the quality afterwards and atomic heart which i did want to go back to but with each passing day it slowly war of attrition pushes and that, me away to be like that just told me the ending sucked so i was like okay well that's yeah i guess so <laughs> i i really wanted to play it more just to get a little deeper but at this point i'm gonna just rather like i'm not gonna push back resident evil 4 to play mm -hmm. atomic heart like that's not gonna yeah. happen no so Re it's resident like, evil 4 is like i tell you it's so damn good and you that you like village a lot you're yes. gonna feel it this is third person village so i i have a feeling i'm so excited every piece of gameplay i've seen just makes me feel like oh i want to play it so bad yeah but, and but and by the way just a shout out to our buddy sebastian this, this is the first episode of like almost a month and a half that he hasn't been in uh, he's currently at pax like so yeah congratulations buddy for actually making making it to all the goals of what every journalist and writer uh, and podcaster for video games whoever wants to get to <laughs> yeah basically go to be able to go to conventions and meeting some really cool people he met like two of the iron lords 
So you're my favorite Lord Cognito. I'm glad that you had clarified that because they just looked like regular dudes, and I was like, who are these people? I don't know who this is. If you if um, you remember the uh, the clip that I shared you of like the one of the black dudes and uh, and hip hop gamer going back and forth about like uh, Xbox having nothing, and then I was like, I've gotta go like grab my gun because they're shooting. That's uh that that was Lord Cognito, the one that, that picture. Got so. it. Yeah, it's so funny. He's like, it, every time you see him, I can't wait to ever meet him and be like, salute. That's like his, mm-hmm. that, that's like his big thing. And he calls everyone Lord. Like he, he, he calls everyone like a, like a Lord someone. That's they call, funny. Yeah, so he retweeted Sebastian figure like, nice to meet you, Lord Sebastian. <laughs> so, that's sick. Yeah. And especially that Iron Lord spot, because originally like inspired by Destiny, by the Iron, by the, by Iron Banner. That's right. Iron I Lords. forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, one day, Paul. Shoot. Yeah, one day, Paul. One day. So, yeah, so that's why we gotta keep mushing on <laughs> Sebastian. Like, use his connections. <laughs> so, Paul, uh, where can people find you? As always, y'all can find me under a rock and in a cave. But whenever I'm not, you can find me at Dork of Art on Twitter or Dork of Art on YouTube as well. Obviously, I'm not uploading much, but yeah. Twitter, I can post things no matter what. Because I got once you're finally like became once you reach a civilized. <laughs> The civilized age therefore you moved <laughs> get back to the first world you know yeah. yeah um that's where i am at where are you alejandro uh they can find me at a underscore Dorsegovia on twitter at alejandro segovia 93 on instagram and whenever i write things over at seasongaming.com or at my blog the critical corner.com which i haven't written anything in like a few months because i've just been all over season gaming at this point but i'm kind of like a little yeah. bit of a break until jedi survivors so or if somehow the re4 review that ends up falling on me depend how things are so but i'll promote that when when at times given but until then people thank you so much for listening to our show either in audio services or here on video and whenever sebastian does the shares like he posts the episodes like as offer podcasts over on his feed also so we get listeners from his side that way so and everyone Enjoy the weekend diablo 4 and resident evil 4 it's out there like john wick 4 is also this is a really great geeky weekend and uh seriously and stay healthy stay safe and remember press x to play good night everybody hasta la vista baby